Welcome to Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, I'm glad you've joined us. Remember, tonight at 7 p.m. at the downtown Ann Arbor Public Library, we are going to continue the WDET Book Club events. We're going to continue our discussion of Dr. Mona Hanna-Atisha's book, What the Eyes Don't See. Uh, we're going to be joined by State Senator Jeff Irwin and by Lindsey Smith, a Michigan radio investigative reporter who did critical work uncovering the Flint water crisis. We're going to talk about that water crisis, about environmental issues, about infrastructure, and all of the issues that kind of spring from Dr. Mona's book. We would love to see you there. Again, 7 tonight, uh, downtown Ann Arbor Public Library. If you need more info, just go to wdet.org slash events. All right, up first today. By now, you likely know that L. Brooks Patterson, Oakland County's longtime executive, passed away over the weekend. There is perhaps no more complicated or controversial figure who has dominated Southeast Michigan for so long. I loved Brooks. And I hated him. I loved the guy you could laugh and joke with, the one who'd do anything for people he loved, and who was among the most loyal friends you could imagine. I loved the guy who was a fellow U of D high graduate, the one who lived as a child in Rosedale Park and talked frequently about his love for Detroit. My friendship with Brooks took time to develop, and it required, probably for both of us, a fair amount of wiping away of doubt and even suspicion. I remember when I went back to the neighborhood where I was born to start a nonprofit literary arts and community center, Brooks talked with me about his childhood home and his abiding emotional connection to its memory. Over the years, there were lots of instances where we shared personal stories, where we shared personal ground and found ways to come together in person, even though we disagreed over policy. And that's where the other Brooks comes in. I hated the Brooks who fought against school integration in the 1970s and who then built a public career by stoking racist fears and divisions in this community. I hated the guy who had really turned his back on Detroit and who seemed to consider its residents unworthy of the spoils he had secured for suburbanites. There are many, many stories and many, many quotes that illustrate how awful Brooks could be. But the one that has always stuck with me is the way he had come to describe Oakland County's changing demographics, which has seen lots of brown and black people moving to the suburbs over the last few decades. Rather than welcome this diversity, Brooks seemed annoyed by cultural and value differences, as he might say, and implied or outright said several times that Oakland's new residents in growing minority communities were a problem for county government. It's hard for me to imagine a more inappropriate take on a leader's responsibility to his constituents. Brooks was not afraid to use racism to stoke fears and divisions here in Southeast Michigan. So what are we to make of him overall? Well, let's say up front that I think it's important to be able to find common ground and even personal connection with people whose views we find disturbing or abhorrent. The human condition nearly requires this of us. 
Think of family members you love, but who present you with deep and complicated challenges. Think of other people in your life who have things about their personalities, dimensions of themselves that you can't quite square. But that connection with people like that also can't supplant the accountability we have to insist on for the consequences of insensitive or pernicious views and behavior. Our friendship with these people is not a pass. Brooks deserves to rest in peace, and he deserves to be mourned by those of us who knew him personally and were able to draw value from our connections with him. But Brooks also has to be called to account for the things he said and did that have damaged this region, that have set us back, and have hurt some of its most vulnerable citizens. And as a community, I think we're called to be able to find space for both of those realities without wrapping our hands around each other's throats. It's okay that some people loved Brooks Patterson. It's okay that some people hated Brooks Patterson. It's okay that some people like me found themselves in both spaces. Here's an excerpt of an obituary from WDET senior news editor Quinn Kleinfelter. In it, Patterson talks about his recent cancer diagnosis. It was a hastily called news conference, and the brash, controversial, and sometimes cantankerous executive of Oakland County, L. Brooks Patterson, was about to do two things he'd never done before. He was going to announce he would not seek another term in office because he'd been diagnosed with advanced pancreatic cancer. And he was going to do it fighting tears. You know, as a, um, a guy who was given a number of um, eulogies at the toughest, and I, I learned self-taught, you never want to look uh, family members or close personal friends in the eye because that's when it starts to kick in. Look at an empty chair, look at a picture on the wall, just don't, don't catch their eye. Here I'm going from eyeball to eyeball. <laughs> I, uh, sorry. Yet even on that day in March, Patterson's wit was apparent. I've loved both jobs, both prosecutor and county exec. Both great jobs. Anybody I would die for. <laughs> oh, I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> that was L. Brooks Patterson talking after his cancer diagnosis, which ultimately ended his life this weekend. We want to spend the hour today talking about Brooks, talking about the things he did and said, talking about the legacy he leaves for Oakland County and this entire region. And we are going, of course, to talk about both sides of who Brooks was, the things that he got done that were positive and the things that have held this region back, and especially the way that he used racism too frequently, I think, to stoke fear and division in this community. We want to hear from you as well. Do you live in Oakland County? Are you somebody who knew Brooks Patterson? Are you someone who voted for Brooks Patterson over the years? Tell us what you think his legacy is. Tell us why you supported him. Or are you somebody who sees Brooks Patterson as an obstacle here in Southeast Michigan, somebody who stood in the way of the kind of progress that we need on issues like transit, which we have never gotten our act together on, and which Brooks, no question, was an obstacle. 
How are you going to remember Oakland County's longtime executive? And what do you think is coming next in Oakland County and the suburbs? Think of all the change, the demographic change, the political change that's unfolded in that county over the last several years. Where is Oakland County headed now? And is regional cooperation, real regional cooperation on things like transit possible now that the person who was maybe the staunchest uh, opposition to those things is no longer going to be part of the conversation. As always, the number on the phones here is 313-577-1019. That's 313-577-1019. You can also go to the WDET Facebook page and put comments there, or you can go to Twitter and hashtag Detroit Today. And we'll try to work you into the conversation. And joining us now to kick off the conversation about Brooks Patterson is somebody who worked pretty closely with him over the years. Mark Hackle is the Macomb County executive, a guy who lives kind of next door to the place that L. Brooks Patterson led. Mark, welcome to Detroit Today. Good morning, Steve. Yeah. So let's first talk about the relationship that you had with Brooks Patterson. Do you remember the first time you met Brooks? I don't remember the first time. I know I was, uh, I believe I was the sheriff at the time. Uh, you know, I've always heard about him and you know, read about him or saw him on TV, but I think the first time I really had any real contact or conversation with him was when I was debating whether I wanted to leave the office of sheriff uh, and run for county executive. A uh, very difficult decision for me, only because I really loved the job of being the sheriff and I adored it. But there's a lot of conversation in Macomb County and around the you know, region and probably throughout the state that there was an assumption I was going to run because of the popularity. Um, really, it was, it was a very difficult decision. But first, I wanted to make sure I understood, you know, what is the role of a county executive? We've never had one. There's nobody else to talk to. So I reached out to Bob Bacano, uh as well as uh, Brooks Patterson, and even, believe it or not, uh, Mike Duggan, uh, because of his time with uh, McNamara. Uh, and all three of them allowed me an opportunity to come see them. And Duggan was uh, out at DMC, um, and I, I was fortunate that each one of them gave me a chance to come in and have conversation with Brooks in particular, um, was very inviting. And I think he was surprised that I was still deliberating. And uh, his, you know, his encouraging words, you know, basically is, you know, uh, I think Macomb County has uh, been long overdue for an executive, and he was uh, hopeful that I would run. So leaving there, it was interesting because, you know, it did help in my decision-making process, but it also uh, kind of reinforced with me he's not, uh, nothing in the conversation dealt with uh, partisan politics. I mean, there was no no conversation there, and he wasn't talking about, you know, well, you know, the party's looking for somebody else in McCollum, and we're trying to push for this particular individual. Uh, he was actually uh, hoping that I was going to make the decision to run for county executive. So um, since that day, uh, never has there ever been a conversation, you know, that, uh, that, that you know, I guess injected partisan politics into it, which was, you know, helpful to me because that's kind of how I, I think most people recognize my uh, style. I'm, I'm not into the uh, let's find a Democratic solution or Republican solution here. So, so one of the things that I said in the intro was the there were there were many different iterations of uh, Brooks Patterson, depending on who you were and what situation you were encountering him. Um, uh, talk about the difference between the public Brooks that everybody knows and reads about and sees on television, and the guy that uh, you and I knew more privately. Yeah, it's interesting because I think you know he he was who he was. I mean, I I didn't notice any difference. You know, him in a uh, you know in a room having a conversation about <laughs> you know regional issues or you know uh, concerns of you know what's happening nationally or locally uh, than when he was in the pub or mm-hmm. you know some other 
uh, event that we might have been at. You know, he just always seemed to be the same person. And, uh, you know, like him or dislike him, uh, sometimes the things he would say or do, uh, you know, even I would cringe at, you know, it is his style, not mine. And, you know, obviously I could see how some, you know, may have uh, benefited by that. You know, I, I don't uh, I don't discount that. Uh, but the reality was, okay, you know, who these elected officials are or leaders, um, you know, uh, sometimes I do get to decide that in my vote. Um, oftentimes I don't, and, you know, that's not for me to decide. Uh, and I have to figure out how do I work with them and uh, resolve issues. And so, you know, Brooks was one of those people, fortunately, that was always uh, available. Uh, I'd always be able to have conversation with. Uh, many a times, you know, we agreed. Many times we didn't. Uh, but yet we try to figure out, you know, what's best, in my opinion, for Macomb County um, versus, you know, what's best uh, for, for others. And, uh, you know, if there's a chance for common ground, how do we do that? So, but Brooks was always uh, always accessible. <laughs> and, uh, boy, I tell you what, he did an incredible job with uh, putting a staff together of people that, you know, were subject matter experts. They would really try to dive into an issue and better understand it to try to figure out how do we, you know, how do we understand where we're, we're headed here? Yeah. Um, talk about the relationship between you and Brooks and Warren Evans, who's the county executive uh, here in, in Wayne County. I mean, that's a really important relationship. Oftentimes it results in really positive things happening here in the region. It also at times is the reason that we can't get things done. Uh, talk about the interplay between uh, the three of you over the years. Yeah, it's interesting. I think Macomb County tends to be more of this, uh, you know, anti-tax, uh, you know, we're, we're not going to support uh, certain, you know, issues that are, you know, on a ballot. I mean, God, they, uh, you know, a, a certain segment uh, almost killed, uh, you know, the transit that we do have. Um, and that was a smart system. So you you're know, talking about Oakland happened. County. Yeah. No, I think Macomb. Do you think Macomb? Macomb. Yeah, we almost killed a smart military right. that, that barely passed by thirty some votes for the first time. So there's a there's a change in mindset, I think, more so in Macomb County huh. uh, that's happening here. But you know, Warren Evans, uh, you know, him and I have had a great working relationship back when he was the sheriff and I was. You know, so you know, we always get get along and have conversations. And I don't think people realize, you know, Brooks was very much an advocate. You know, when it came to zoological authority, he was very much an advocate when it came to the Trade Institute of Arts, and probably more so than you know the challenges we were facing in Macomb about getting on board with the DIA and where they were headed with that. So, you know, eventually you saw the transition and mindset of the people in Macomb where there was the support of, uh, you know, this knowledge for the Detroit Institute of Arts. And, uh, you know, even even the Cobo model, I mean, people want to be critical of it. Uh, he, you know, he, he, he dug his, uh, you know, heels in the ground and he wasn't moving uh, on that until we came up with a resolution. And look at Cobo today. I mean, it's, you know, no longer even called Cobo. I mean, I, 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 I hesitate to even say the, the term, but for the most part, um, the place is far better run than it's ever been, and uh, they're doing a great job because I think the uh, the governance structure, you know, that he was forceful trying to get, mm-hmm. and uh, the Great Lakes Water Authority, he came on board before I did. I still think there were some challenges to that uh, that you know truly weren't a benefit to the ratepayers, uh, in particular into the uh, into the suburbs. Um, he came on board sooner than I did uh, with that. And if you remember, he was one of those, you know, the outcry was, you know, no, no deal is better than a bad deal. And then eventually he was swayed into saying, okay, we can do this. Um, you know, I was pretty much the, the last person in on that one. Um, you know, people want to talk about regional transit. I go back to, you know, that model has to be one that's tax equity. It's got to be fairness for all as far as, you know, how much we're, we're charging for, for the rates. And everybody's got to be, you know, throughout the region paying uh, the same rate. So, you know, it's not about, you know, him trying to be anti-Detroit. I really don't, uh, I, I didn't see that in my conversations, although I know some of the, 
you know, the, the things he would say were, were very off-putting. I, I couldn't disagree with that. Even uh, as I mentioned, sometimes I would cringe thinking, okay, ugh, you know, that's, I get that. Maybe that's his style, but it's mm-hmm. not going to go over very well. Uh, but it wasn't that he wasn't willing to come to the table. You know, he's always willing to have the conversation. Sometimes people just didn't like his, his, uh, his style or his demeanor. Mm-hmm. My guest is Macomb County Executive Mark Hackle. We're talking about L. Brooks Patterson, the Oakland County Executive, longtime Oakland County Executive who passed away over the weekend. Uh, we're talking all hour about Brooks and his legacy. If you want to join the conversation, 313-577-1019 is the number on the phones. That's 313-577-1019. Let's go to Ingrid in Rochester. Ingrid, welcome to Detroit Today. Good morning. Thank Hi. you for letting me come on today. Sure. Go ahead. So uh, I work for Brooks' charity that he founded, the Rainbow Connection. And uh, Brooks and I had a special relationship. We've worked together almost 20 years. And a uh, fun fact is that we never once spoke politics because we're just not a politics scale. Um, but what I can tell you about this amazing man is not only did he found the Rainbow Connection, which makes dreams come true for children in Michigan that have been diagnosed with a medical condition, but he was always there for us. 3,500 wishes that he's overseen. And any time I needed help with a wish, I could literally call him. He'd get us a plane. He'd get us a person. He'd make it happen. He was just such an inspiration. And my heart is shattered. Mm-hmm. I love him so much. And I just, we are going to make his legacy go on because it's the, it's the least we can do for Brooks. He has been such a wonderful man to all these children in Michigan. And I'm just so proud to work here with him. I was so proud to work here with him. Ingrid, I really appreciate the call uh, and and the remembrance there. I think that's really important. And again, I think uh, people who dealt with Brooks on a one-to-one basis or worked with him have a really different impression of who he was and what he was about than uh, people who didn't. And that doesn't excuse who he was uh, in the most kind of awful iterations. Um, but it does talk about, or I think it speaks to the idea of complication, which is uh, a very, very human condition. Uh, Ingrid, I I really appreciate uh, you calling and joining the conversation. Let's go to Renee in Detroit. Renee, what's on your mind? Hey, Stephen. Uh Good morning. Can you hear me? I sure can. Perfect. Yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head again, um, Stephen, with loving the man but hating the politics, just having just the opposite, opposite reaction to um, not so much reaction to his 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 person, but just his policies that he tried he put into place with Oakland County, and then just the disparity that he he or the contempt he looked at with the city of Detroit and the people of Detroit, the brown and black people of Detroit. Mm-hmm. I I could not agree with you more that I hated that, and um, the hope is that with new leadership will come a different response to with with the growing population of people of color moving into Oakland County, um, I hope that the new leadership will take that into account and begin to make policies and legislation that reflect Mm. the changing face of our region. And part of me, Stephen, and this is my last comment, part of me thinks that his generation, I mean, it's kind of was stuck in that mode of Mm. keeping the races separate and and even the, the hidden, the latent um, bigotry that was 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 there. Um, that that is that generation that kept, that believed that they were that we should be kept separate, and they yeah. could not engage or see um, them marrying uh, people of color mar- mar- living next door to them, or, or marrying their sons or daughters or grandchildren. So, um, I just think that hopefully new gener- a new leadership will bring about a different 
reaction. That's it. Yeah, Renee, I appreciate the call and the and the really thoughtful comments, uh, Mark. Uh, before we uh, before we break, just quickly, can you, if you had to sum up Brooks's effect on this region, uh, would you say that he pushed it forward or he pushed it back? Well, again, it depends on what issues you're talking about. I mean, you look at the you know, look, look at the issues of Cobalt, look at the Great Lakes Water Authority, mm-hmm. look at the Australian Institute of Arts. You know, the ongoing conversations about transit. Um, you know, it was a continuous conversation, and make no mistake about it, uh, Oakland County was recognized and continues to be recognized as one of the most well-run counties in the entire country. And that's not by his statements or his staff. Uh, that's by you know some you know very very involved national standards. And so. You know, he's done a great job with Oakland County. Um, you know, to say that the challenges of Detroit were as a result of him, uh, boy, I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know how somebody can say that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there, there's a lot of, uh, I guess, blame to be passed around. Uh, and yet I think he was very supportive of trying to figure out how do we see a comeback, you know, in many regards. So, you know, again, people can try to define people. I think my background in law enforcement, I've never done that. I'm not judgmental. I try to figure out what is the value in a person and try to figure out how do we, you know, use that uh, to, to try to find a benefit or common ground. Um, so oftentimes when you, you attempt to define somebody, you're really defining yourself, mm. you know, and that's uh, that's something I've, uh, you know, learned over the years. I, I, I'm not that judgmental. Um, you know, I understand people's concerns and their anger towards others, but I also understand people do have value. And uh, I think uh, he's been recognized that by time and again as a result of continuously being elected. And let's face it, Every time there was an issue or something went on, the first person people went to in this region from the media was Brooks Patterson. They wanted to know his thoughts, what he was thinking. He was he was the go-to guy by the media. You know, like it or not, uh, they were looking for his uh, his thoughts. Okay. Mark Hackle, Macomb County Executive. Really great to have you with us on Detroit Today. Thank you, Steve. Up next, we're going to continue this conversation about L. Brooks Patterson, this time with a focus on his record on racial issues. Ken Coleman, a Detroit-based author and civil rights, voting rights, and education reporter at Michigan Advance, will join us next. Stay with us and stay with us on the phones. 313-577-1019 is the number. We'll be right back with more Detroit Today. This is Detroit Today on 101.9 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, I'm glad you've joined us. We're talking this hour about L. Brooks Patterson, the longtime uh, Oakland County executive who passed away over the weekend. We're talking about his legacy, uh, the work that he did, uh, both positive and negative. Uh, And we really want to hear from you this hour. What did you think of Brooks Patterson and the things that he did and the things that he said. Uh, Are you somebody who supported Brooks and thought he was good for Oakland County and the region? Or are you somebody who believed that his racist appeals to fear and division were really things that were holding both Oakland County and the region back. Uh, as always, the number on the phones is 313-577-1019. That's 313-577-1019. You can also go to the WDET Facebook page and put comments there, or you can go to Twitter and hashtag Detroit Today, and we'll work you into the conversation. And joining us now to talk more about Brooks and race and racism is Ken Coleman. He is a Detroit-based author and civil rights, voting rights, and education reporter 
at Michigan Advanced. Ken, welcome to Detroit today. Good morning, Stephen. How are you? Yeah, I'm great. It's great to have you here because um, I think uh, this is a dimension of the Brooks legacy that some people do not want to acknowledge and certainly don't want to talk about this idea uh, of him as a not just racially divisive figure. I think that doesn't quite cover what he sometimes was up to. I mean, this is somebody who um, absolutely was unafraid to appeal to uh, racism as a way of achieving political aims or cultural aims that uh, that he thought were important there in Oakland County. Um, but talk about the history of Al Brooks Patterson, where he comes from, because I think a lot of folks don't remember or don't even know. Yeah. So I, I was listening uh, to the broadcast on the way in and, and you told a, talked a little bit about uh, uh, Patterson's biography, um, certainly growing up in Detroit and the northwest side, uh, a, a section of town that was that was lily white, virtually all white uh, uh, when Brooks Patterson lived there in the Rosedale Park community. In fact, the community didn't have an African-American living in it until the 1970s uh, after Brooks Patterson had left. Uh, I think that uh, well, first of all, Brooks Patterson comes to um, comes to uh, fame, if you will, at least in the press sense, uh, in the early 1970s um, around the busing, uh, public school busing issue in Oakland County, uh, particularly in uh, in Pontiac. Uh, uh, I believe uh, that uh, Brooks Patterson is probably the most notorious uh, uh, political figure in Michigan history. Uh, I think that his um, his bigoted um, oratory and, and some of his race, uh, racist actions uh, place him higher than former mayor of Dearborn, Orville Hubbard. Wow. I mean, that's, that's a very mm-hmm. stinging indictment. Um, yeah. And and I mean, and you're somebody who pays a lot of attention to, to history and mm-hmm. the different characters who play history, play into our history. Um, talk about what it was about Brooks that made him, in your mind, uh, much worse than well, other it, we today we call it dog whistle politics. Yeah, we call it for what it is: bigotry and racism too. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I believe that whether it was in his heart or not, because unlike you, I didn't know Brooks. I have covered Brooks over the years as a reporter, but mm-hmm. but spent no time with him <laughs> other than <laughs> making sure I got the <laughs> got, got the, the quote t- right. Got the right? Quote right. <laughs> uh, so I don't have that perspective. Uh, but 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 Patterson, through his actions and deeds, and certainly oratory, has hurt this region. Uh, and it starts with public busing, but it didn't end there. Uh, you know, he up until last year, uh, you know, comments that, that have been very hurtful not only to Detroit but the region. And Stephen, you know, you and I are about the same age. We've grown up, grown up at the same time. We mm-hmm. both grew up in Detroit. Um, and, and I get why people would say, okay, Coleman, uh, you're an African-American from Detroit. Uh, I get why you don't like Brooks Patterson because he's white and you're black. It's bigger than that. Uh, you know, we have been reporters, Stephen, and you know that for many decades, this has been one of the most segregated uh, areas of the nation. People like L. Brooks Patterson and Irene McCabe and Orville Hubbard helped create uh, that 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 uh, dubious uh, status for southeastern Michigan. And so it's just not about the things that he said. It's the actions. It's the holdout on on regional cooperation. Uh, And I just want to say this, because oftentimes people um, uh, put Coleman Young, uh, the former uh, mayor of Detroit, in the same sort of political bag, if you will. Um, with Orville Hubbard, uh, I write in my Michigan Advance piece 
uh, that, that, that Coleman Young's legacy is very different than, than, than Elbert's Patterson's. Coleman Young was a, a bridge builder, um, really put the big four together, mm-hmm. uh, the, 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 the annual conversation between the county executives of Wayne, Oakland, and Macomb, and the Detroit mayor. I was Coleman Young. Coleman Young gets into office in 1974 and, 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 and consciously has a, a 50-50 white and black administration. And people like Elberts Patterson, then the, the Oakland County prosecutor, are throwing shade from day one, right? You know, misinterpreting Coleman's uh, hit eight mile uh, um, uh, inaugural uh, statement uh, that you've talked about on this broadcast mm-hmm. over the years. It was people like Brooks Patterson who, who have held this, this region back. And what I think um, is in the days and the hours after he's passed, when people say, well, you shouldn't talk ill about uh, the dead, he's a public figure. He was a man who amassed almost 50 years of a public record. And to not put the bigotry and racism in, in, in the same comments with whatever you think he did for Oakland County, as I write in, in my Michigan Advance piece, it's burying the lead. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to really hammer on one specific dimension of, of your point here that I think often gets lost when we talk about race and racism. Uh, and your comparison of Brooks and Coleman. Mm-hmm. Um, Coleman Young was somebody whose work was about asserting the rights of people who looked like him, rights that had been denied since the very beginning of the republic. Uh, he, he was saying, we're not going to let you do that anymore. We are going to insist that you treat us as equals. That's really different from saying the things that Brooks said about race and racism. I mean, he's on the other side of that equation. And so the comparison to say, oh, well, they're the same because they both uh, are, are talking about race or, or they're both coming at this from a racial perspective really misses the importance of history on that conversation. It does. And, 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 the, and the challenge for us, Stephen, is that, uh, that many of us don't know uh, even the region's history. Uh, the other part of that, everything that you said about Coleman Young is true, but Coleman Young worked with folks, white folks, um, um, all know, the time, uh, <laughs> Anglo, <laughs> Anglo-Saxon Protestants, Jews. He worked with a coalition. He built coalitions. Uh, to, the, to the contrary, Brooks sat on his hands, didn't work with anybody if you didn't live in his county. Uh, and so that's the quintessential difference. And so on, on, uh, in, in the hours after he's passed, I'm sorry that this, that this tragic disease took his life. There's no question about that in my mind. Um, but I think uh, when you have uh, amassed a public record, um, the length of, of uh, Elberts Patterson's, I believe that record should be part of the narrative mm-hmm. and not uh, paragraph number 19 after you spent five, time, five minutes talking about what a great guy he was and, mm-hmm. and you know how we used to drink together. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think that what 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 has happened in this town is I think that politicos and media types have given Elberts Patterson a pass for all of my adult life. And I'm 51 years old. <laughs> uh, again, 313-577-1019 is the number on the phones. You can also go to the WDET Facebook page, put comments there, or go to Twitter and hashtag Detroit Today, and we'll try to work you into the conversation. Nye on Facebook says, I admire the ability to love slash hate him. I am not able to be so generous. Patterson's political life was spent spewing hate and endangering the lives of people of color in very real ways. Tobias on Twitter says, Elbrooks Patterson was a real dichotomy between pleasure 
and pain. He was a staunch supporter of uncapped lifetime auto no-fault benefits, but his politics could be cruel and inhumane. Uh, David on Twitter says, bus riders may pay their respects on August 6th by taking (laughs) bus number 752, which runs hourly out of downtown Pontiac until 7 p.m. The funeral, however, is not accessible by transit. Rochester Hills is an opt-out community. Uh, very, very apt uh, <laughs> reference there, David. I appreciate that. Uh, let's go to the phones here. Uh, Andrew in Detroit. Andrew, what's on your mind? Hey, Stephen. Hey. I'm uh, a big fan of the show. Thank you for, for having me on. I just uh, really quickly, I just want to say uh, I'm 47 years old. I, I grew up in Northville. Um, I've lived in Detroit I've, since I was 20 years old or so. Um, so I grew up listening to the hateful, nonsensical um, rhetoric of L. Brooks Patterson um, and Coleman Young, frankly, in the local media and in, uh, occasionally in the national spotlight as well. And I'm not glad that anybody's dead. It's just not my thing. Or, and I'm sad for his family and his friends. Um, but I, I just, you just have to call it what it is. And, and what I have to say is this, and this may sound a little L. Brooks, but, you know, the Third Reich was a very efficient government. You know, they got stuff done. Was the Third Reich and Hitler the worst thing that happened to in human history? Yes. Saddam Hussein, Osama bin Laden, the Taliban, they built schools, um, charities, hospitals in their communities. They're loved. Are they horrible? Yes. Yes. Hmm. Was L. Brooks Patterson horrible and racist? Yes. Hitler loved his dog. Great. What I have to say is good riddance. Wow. Andrew, I, I appreciate the, the sincerity and emotion between, behind the, the things you're saying there. Uh, I might disagree with some of the references that you chose. <laughs> uh, I'm not sure I would go quite that far, but I think for a lot of people, um, you know, it, it's hard to make those distinctions. And, uh, you know, there's reasons for that. There, we see every day... Um, the consequences of the kinds of things that uh, that Brooks said and and did. So I do respect uh, what you're what you're saying there. Um, let's go to Sandra in Dearborn. Sandra, welcome Hi. to Detroit today. Hey, how are you? Hi, I'm doing good. Um, yeah, I appreciate the emotionalism of the last caller, and um, I kind of have a different pers- or an interesting perspective, sort of. I worked at the Oakland County Prosecutor's Office. Oh, gosh, back in the 90s, I, I can't remember the exact year, but um, when L. Brooks Patterson was there. And I grew up in Detroit, so I, I grew up hearing everything, all the racist things mm-hmm. that he did say. Mm-hmm. Um, but I worked at the Oakland County Prosecutor's Office in the Victim Witness Unit. Um, so I felt like I played an important role being there. I didn't feel like I was working for him, but I was working with the victims of crime. Um, as a boss, he was laissez-faire. He was, he would come by, he would say hi, and, you know, how is everything going, how's everything going, and it was that kind of an atmosphere. It was really laid back. Um, and I appreciated the job that I, that I, that I did. Um, and I felt like I was doing a good thing. Um, at the time, (laughs) I had a brother-in-law that was a defense attorney. But I did that, you know, to work with victims of crime. Um, Albrooks Patterson, he is a dichotomy. Um, 
when um, Dick Thompson came, it was a different atmosphere. Yeah. It was very regimented. And um, at least you knew where L. Brooks Patterson was coming from. Um, <laughs> that's absolutely <laughs> that's true, sure. Sandra, right? No, Anyone... I, you know, um, yes, he is what he, I grew up, I had to hear all those, I heard all those horrible things that he did and all the racist things that he did and the divisions that he caused. It didn't prevent me from working at the Oakland County Prosecutors and the Victim Witness Unit, yeah. and those are the kind of things we always have to kind of keep yeah. in mind. That kind of balancing that uh, that life requires of us. Sandra, that's a really great point and, uh, and history with, with Brooks. Uh, Ken, mm-hmm. before we break, I want to ask you what you think comes next for race and racism in southeast michigan is this an opportunity for us to i don't know push forward in a way that maybe was not possible as long as brooks was the oakland county executive i think it is entirely possible now um if it's a political question obviously you know it depends on whether there's a d or an r sure who replaces him in large measure um if it's a question just about how we all live together as a region i i think the region will would would will be vastly better um, without an L. Brooks Patterson as the uh, Oakland County executive. I, I, I can't imagine, I mean, uh, conversations about water and sewerage, um, conversations about Cobo Hall, uh, conversations about transportation. I mean, you know, he was the one, he was the one guy that, you know, took his uh, sand bucket and, you know, and, and, and walked away oftentimes. And so I think that there will be more, uh, cooperation. But the other thing is, this is a very different region than it was uh, 40 years ago. Sure. Uh, Oakland County has a sizable African-American, as you mentioned, black and brown uh, population. And so um, I think things would, would have changed naturally, have begun to change naturally because of the changing dynamics of, 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 of metropolitan people. Are, uh, empty nesters are moving back into the city, mm-hmm. black, white, mm-hmm. brown, and others. Um, so, you know, it's, it's, it's very, very different place um, uh, than it was in 1971 yeah. when Patterson mm-hmm. and Irene McCabe, um, you know, were, were, were saying black kids can't go to Trying school. Trying to My stop integrating kids. the schools. Yeah. 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 OK. Ken Coleman, Detroit based author and civil rights, voting rights and education reporter at Michigan Advance. You can check out his piece on L. Brooks Patterson at MichiganAdvance.com. Ken, thanks for being with us. Appreciate the time, sir. All right, up next, we're going to talk with Oakland County Treasurer Andy Meisner about his relationship with L. Brooks Patterson. And we're going to get to more of your calls. Aaron in Detroit, Tom in Northwest Detroit, Aaron in Jefferson Chalmers, Mary in Farmington, and John on the east side will work you in as well. Stay with us on Detroit Today. listening to Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, thanks for joining. We are talking this hour about L. Brooks Patterson, the longtime Oakland County executive who died over the weekend. We want to hear from you on the phones about what you thought about Brooks, the things he said and did, the legacy he leaves there in Oakland County and in the region. 313-577-1019 is the number on the phones. You can also go to the WDET Facebook page and put comments there or go to Twitter and hashtag Detroit Today. We'll try to work you into the conversation. Joining us now is somebody who had to work a lot.
lot over the years with L. Brooks Patterson. Andy Meisner is the Oakland County Treasurer, and he may be someone who's running for county executive as a Democrat. Andy, welcome to Detroit Today. Thank you, Stephen. Yeah. Glad to be here. Yes. Um, uh, so talk about the way that you forged a partnership, which I know you had uh, with Elbrooks Patterson, who was not only uh, someone of the, another party uh, out there in Oakland County, uh, but was this irascible, controversial figure. You worked pretty well with Brooks, though. Yeah. You know, we're, uh, we were both selected by the people of Oakland County to govern. And I think what democracy is about is about uh, voters selecting their leaders and then those leaders putting any differences aside uh, to do the business of government. And we did have the opportunity to do that across many different uh, elements of county governance, uh, whether it be the budget, whether it be defending the AAA bond rating, uh, working on all sorts of issues. And uh, my belief was that I didn't necessarily certainly didn't agree with the guy on a lot, um, but that the people of Oakland County wanted us to work as a team. And so that's what I focused on. And frankly, that's what he focused on most of the time uh, with, you know, some exceptions. Yeah. Uh, at the same time, you know, he's been in that role a long time. And even as he was unbeatable uh, at the polls each time, the county was changing. I mean, demographically, it was changing. And that meant political changes as well. Talk about how Going forward, I guess, uh, those demographic and political changes probably play out uh, with Brooks not there. Well, I mean, I, I think candidly, uh, he's been a barrier to getting a lot of policies in place uh, that not only help, uh, you know, some of the people that might be on the lower end of the economic spectrum, um, but frankly, I think uh, policies that could help everybody, mm. uh, like regional transit. Uh, where he would, you know, try to be at the table, uh, but somehow a deal never got done. Uh, and so I'm looking to the future, and I think that uh, there is now the opportunity for Oakland County to adopt any number of policies uh, that will be good for everybody. Uh, you know, I never bought into this us versus Detroit notion uh, economically, you know, this idea of growing the pie mm. and competing as a region instead of fighting for scraps. Uh, I think now we can do that, and I, I'm excited about doing that. Yeah, uh, um, you talk about the the more vulnerable citizens in Oakland County uh, over over the years. I mean, Oakland County has become accessible uh, more to people who don't make lots of money. I mean, there are lots of people who live, particularly in the south part of the county, who are you know ex Detroiters, really, who just looking for a different kind of life for themselves in the in the suburbs. Brooks seemed to resent that influx, I mean, and, and was not shy about saying that he resented that. Um, I would imagine that now um, maybe there's a different dynamic that can take hold about the conver around the conversation about this change in Oakland County, what it means and what it asks of government. Well, you know, voters pick their leaders and leaders don't pick their voters. Right. And you, on your open, I heard you mention that and I thought it was a good point. Uh, the responsibility of elected officials in Oakland County is to represent the people of Oakland County and wherever they're at. And of course, that's going to be changing. And so to uh, make the decision that you're not going to represent people south of M59 uh, or that you're going to disparage different groups uh, coming to the county uh, is an example of him at his worst uh, and something that we have a responsibility to call out. 
Uh, I've tried to be gracious in uh, you know, being kind, acknowledging the loss. Uh, but at the same time, right now is the time when his legacy is being formed. And I think in Trump's America, it is incumbent upon us to be plain spoken uh, about these issues. And people might not realize, but Oakland County has been under investigation by the Department of Housing and Urban Development for racial discrimination in the way we administer these federal housing block grants. Think about that. Trump's HUD department Mm. is calling Oakland County racist. That is pretty bad. Mm. And so my thing is, let's wipe away the emotion. uh, Let's wipe away all of these biases. And let's just focus on problem solving uh, for the people that are in Oakland County now. uh, And maybe even more importantly, the people that are going to be in Oakland County uh, in the generations to come. Uh, 313-577-1019 is the number on the phones. Let's go to Aaron and Jefferson Chalmers. Aaron, welcome to Detroit Today. Yes, I find all the Hosannas difficult to comprehend. My impression of L. Brooks Patterson is formed by the 2014 New Yorker article, and he just seemed like a, a racist through and through. Hmm. Uh uh, Aaron, I appreciate that the call and that perspective. Uh, that piece didn't make me very happy either. Uh, although I'll note that some of the quotes that they took and put in that piece were were pretty old and they were a little recycled. I'm not sure why they fought, felt like they needed to do that then. Um, uh, you know, again, it's it's tough to deal with. I think the dichotomy here, and and I don't know that you have to. I don't know that you have to say that that the opposite side that you stand on is wrong. I mean, I think the idea is that uh, you know we all come at this with with our own lenses, and uh, and it's not easy, I guess, to to, to come up with a, a sort of unified vision of this 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 person. I think you know one example of what you're saying, Stephen, relates to Brooks's reputation as an administrator, and is you know given credit as being a good administrator and. Uh, somebody that uh, had a good team around him. Um, But that's an example where in 40 years, he never had a person of color or a woman in a deputy position in all that time. And so it's important that we be honest about what his record is and what the legacy is and that, you know, we'd be respectful of his passing. um, But boy, he certainly would not be holding his tongue and never did. And it seemed like never missed an opportunity to throw fuel on the fire. Uh, most recently, the comment about the Ku Klux Klan. Yeah. We'd rather join the Detroit Regional Partnership that could grow our economy, get us out of this false paradigm of competing with ourselves. No, I'd rather join the KKK. Yeah. I mean, why would you say something like that other than antagonizing uh, the racial situation here. Uh, Aaron, thanks very much for the call uh, and the comments. Um, let's go to Lester from Baltimore. This is actually Lester Spence, uh, political science and Africana studies professor at Johns Hopkins University, he joins us from time to time talking about issues of race. Lester, what's on your mind? Hey, what's up, man? It's <laughs> weird. I was just on the show last week. Yes, um, you were. <laughs> so, <laughs> a, a couple of quick comments. First, um, it's really important for folks to understand it's important, like racists are human beings too. So they can be cool. They can, they can drink with you. Even if you're black, they can take care of your kids. They can start charities and be deeply racist at the same time. Right. I mean, that, that's kind of how racism functions. Right. And if we want to think about whether or not he was a racist or not, I mean, it's really a simple question. There are car carrying racists in the metropolitan Detroit area that we all recognize. 
who did they vote for? Hmm. Right. I'm willing to bet in every single election Patterson was in the racists either voted for him or they stayed home. Right. And then finally, uh, finally, I think that this is really the one of the last comments that I think Ken Coleman made uh, was really important. Uh, one of the benefits of giving black folk and uh, brown folk the right to vote is that it's really hard for racists to actually be racist if they have to respond to black and brown constituencies. Mm-hmm. Right. So. Patterson can't be a Patterson with an Oakland County that has a sizable number of black and brown voters. Right. So connecting it to Trump, one of the reasons one of the reasons that uh, that Trump is 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 in office is because of voter suppression. If you uh, suppress black and brown voters, that then gives racists a greater ability to actually speak their racism. Um, you know, and then I'm sorry, one more thing. John Wisely, I'm, I'm calling in because John Wisely's free press article was wrong. I understand Patterson's a public figure. I understand that he has family, but he was a racist. His policies are racist. You should be able to, you know, good journalists should have the ability to speak that truth while still, you know, while, while still writing kind of solid journalism yeah. on that note i appreciate the work you do about all right lester always great to hear from you we'll talk with you soon uh all right andy meisner oakland county treasurer thanks very much for being here thank uh, you Steve. on detroit today and uh, we look forward to what comes next in thank oakland county thank you tomorrow on the show we are going to talk about mass shootings and gun violence and the cultural problems that we have with those things here in the united states This is 1019 WDET, Detroit's NPR station, your connection to news, music, and conversation. We'll talk again tomorrow.